From IBM Cloud and Cognitive Software, you're listening to The Art of Automation with host Jerry Cuomo. Hey, thanks, Ethan, and welcome to The Art of Automation, the podcast that explores the application of automation in the enterprise. Ladies and gentlemen, in 2002, Jeff Bezos from Amazon professed his now famous decree on internal APIs. He said, and I quote, all teams will henceforth expose their data and functionality through APIs. Teams must communicate with each other through these interfaces. There will be no other form of internal communication and anyone who does not comply will be fired. Have a nice day. And with this, Jeff figured out how to make an online bookstore profitable. Amazon's fulfillment, speed, and accuracy through the use of APIs and the automated processes that follow have been key to its customer success. You see, by mandating that an enterprise unlock data and automate processes through self-service APIs, doing this, they significantly remove IT as a bottleneck and empower the entire organization to relentlessly automate internal processes. So in that spirit of that quote, uh, and to kick off this episode on the relationship between automation, APIs, and integration, I have my own little quote, and that is, you can't automate an enterprise unless that enterprise is programmable through APIs. So with that, we have a distinguished guest who is an expert in all things that are APIs, integration, and automation, Rob Nicholson, IBM Distinguished Engineer, and our CTO for APIs and Integration Technology at IBM. In this role, Rob is responsible for the world-renowned integration software stack that IBM has, including MQ, the IBM Integration Bus, as well as new modern integration technologies, including Event Streams and API Connect. Rob is a master inventor, uh, with more than 50 issued patents broadly across microelectronics, software, firmware, and business process, and of course, AI-infused integration technology. And this is where we'll start our discussion. Rob, welcome to the Art of Automation. Thank you very much, Jerry. Very excited to be here. All right, great to have you. So let's get into our first question. Rob, can you share with the audience why are you so excited about integration and APIs? And what do these technologies deliver to your end users? Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so, you know, it's an exciting time. If I think about the clients that I typically talk with, what they're actually trying to, to achieve in general is to deliver to their clients an experience that is bespoke to the individual user, an experience that draws from the sum total of every interaction that any part of their enterprise has ever had with that customer. Um, and they want to combine that with relevant information from outside the enterprise. They want to digest it by AI and deliver you know, the most delightful experience for that one individual user. But let's think about that. What that means is that the folks working on this client experience need to be able to access every piece of data they have mm -hmm. in the enterprise and potentially yep. interact with every backend system that the enterprise is using. True. So typically the client's I'm talking with have a, a mixture of legacy systems that they've been using for years. Systems have been brought together by acquisitions mixed in with that new applications that have been built to support kind of emerging lines of business. 
And also, most of them are kind of partway through a migration to the cloud, and they're already using multiple mm -hmm. SaaS applications to replace some of their legacy systems. So to build that new customer experience, the team has to access data in every system, in every SaaS application, every public cloud, on-premise and in, in SaaS. They need to bring it all together in their AI models and then bring the results of that back to the application to deliver the experience. That is an integration challenge. Yes. But there's more. There's more. These teams, right, they're typically agile, small teams with very tight deadlines. Because of that, they need the technology to do as much of the work as possible because they want to leave their human brains to be free to do the kind of creative thinking and solving the really hard problems. So you know, mm. that is an automation challenge. Yes. So on that point, I started the podcast, Rob, with a quote of you can't automate an enterprise until that enterprise is programmable. Uh, first, do you agree with this? And please say yes. And could you then elaborate on the connection between APIs and automation? Yeah. So let's, let's look at what happens when you automate. You know, something that's happening in your enterprise is going to trigger that automation to run. Now, that could be an event that occurs or maybe a piece of data that gets produced. And the automation, you know, it needs to be able to access the data and the event so you can know what to do and, and take that action. And then, of course, the automation itself has to be able to potentially take actions wherever it needs to, to interact with whatever backend system it, it needs to uh, interact with. So if you're thinking about automation, you're almost certainly doing it because you want to go faster, right? Because you want to free up the human brains in your organization to do more productive work. So as you do this, you actually need the people building those automations to have really quick and easy access to all that data, to all yeah. those events, and to all of the actions they can perform. And the best way to do this is to adopt a strategy to make APIs ubiquitous across your company. Mm -hmm. And to make those APIs consistent and adopt you know, common standards and document them in the same way. So yeah. when I talk about APIs here, I'm not just talking about REST or even SOAP APIs that you might document using an open API or a WSDL. But I'm also talking about streams of events. And these days, we call those things asynchronous APIs. Uh -huh. uh, and you might document those using a standard like async API. Uh, you might also have adopted GraphQL. We see you know, many of the folks we work with starting to adopt GraphQL APIs as well. So just having those APIs is only really part of the story. What you also need is a way to be able to search those for those APIs, to find them, to understand them, to access them, to play with them, to just you know mm. understand how to interact with them. And that's where an API catalog or an API management product comes in. Ideally, you want one that would allow all types of APIs to be put in them. So, you know, IBM's API Connect would be a good choice there, plug for the company. But Yeah, um, sure. So it's all about speed. If I'm building an automation or, or you know, maybe using an automation tool or framework, I want to be able to access all the APIs of all kinds that the enterprise has directly in that tool. And I want yeah. to be able to understand what those APIs do, how they relate to each other. And I want to be able to call the APIs and understand them. And I want to be able to do that right there in the tool. Yeah. So Rob, that, that makes sense. Now, the question then is, that also sounds like there's a lot of discipline that goes behind your API strategy in order to get to automation. And that discipline is going to 
come at the cost of time and effort, strategy, planning, execution. And we're seeing many, especially business users, turn to RPA. So why not just use RPA? That's a really good question. You know, and as you've discussed on on previous issues of, of this podcast, RPA allows folks, you know, normally outside of central IT to automate a system, even if it doesn't have an API. And, you know, it's certainly an approach that can be used, especially if time is short and if the project doesn't have the ability to engage with central IT to build the APIs it, it needs. So, you know, RPA is quick and easy to do. But sometimes that comes at a kind of a cost of, of fragility. Mm. But, you know, I really think of RPA and integration really as, as a kind of continuum now. So I RPA see. clearly sits at one end of the continuum. And at the far distant end, at the other end of the continuum, we've got the kind of specialist integration tools that the integration specialists know how to use, uh, like you know, IBM inter- Integration Bus, for example. Yeah, but in the middle of this continuum, Right? There are now integration tools that are designed to be used by non-specialists and, and even you know, maybe line of business users and, and actually allow them to develop APIs. So, for example, IBM's App Connect designer has an opinionated approach to developing APIs. So starting with a simple JSON model of the data and then using a kind of a low-code flow together mm-hmm. with connectors for all kinds of SaaS applications, you can actually generate really high-quality APIs without reading all the books on generating high quality APIs. And there's lots Very of cool. right? So you don't have to be an expert. All the expert knowledge is built into the tool. Um, you get a lot of the ease of use of RPA, but what you end up with is a high quality, robust API. Right. And what we're finding is these approaches really complement each other. So you know, we see people using a combination of, of RPA with low code you know, integration tools and also the specialist tools together you know, the right tool for the job, really. Great, Rob. So let's bring AI into this. So what role does AI play in integration and APIs? So, Jerry, there's kind of fundamentally two cases where AI is used in integration. You know, firstly, there's building AI into the integration flows themselves so that the integration flow uses AI at runtime. And secondly, there's using the AI to help the human who's building the integration flow as a kind of an mm-hmm. authoring assist. So when it comes to building AI into the integration flows, one way to do that is to have the integration invoke, well, you've got it, an API to an AI service, you know, either mm-hmm. directly through the API or maybe via a connector that makes it even, even simpler. So for example, App Connect, I referred to earlier, you know, it has connectors for a whole bunch of IBM Watson services on the cloud making it really easy to incorporate AI services into an integration flow. For example, Watson Discovery that does uh, AI-powered search and text analytics and natural mm-hmm. language translation. There's a, there's a whole range of them. So these really make it trivial to build quite advanced AI into an integration flow because the connectors know exactly how to interact with the service and map the data back into an integration flow. You know, one example, I guess, would be we have a, a flow that we ship. Um, it's actually an, an example flow that we ship with uh, our cloud pack for integration, where we have an integration flow that builds, uh, exposes a REST API uh, that was built using the model, the technique I just described earlier. Mm-hmm. And that API provides a backend for an insurance claim app. The flow receives the details of an insurance claim together with a photo of a car. 
And then it makes a call out to Watson uh, Visual Recognition using a, a model that we've previously trained. And it uses that to classify the image before doing some lookups in Salesforce and ServiceNow. And that whole flow can be built from scratch by a new user who's not experienced with the tool in under an hour. And that's because wow. the tooling is doing so much of the heavy lifting. So that was my first case, using the AI in the integration. The second case is kind of using AI to help you build the integration. So we know that when people are building an integration between applications, they spend kind of as much as 50% of their time on the task, just the task of mapping data from one system to another. And we, we can use AI to help. So we can actually auto map data. You know, and, and if we're, we're really sure, we can just have a one-click map. But if we're not quite so sure that the mapping's correct, we can kind of present you know, suggestions to a human. We can say, well, we're kind of 80% sure it's this, and we're 60% sure it's this. And then you know, the user can work with the AI. It's kind of a bit like having a wingman. Yeah. Um, so the human's in control, and the AI accelerates them. So you know, how that works is that we go out to all of the applications, we understand all the data and all the metadata, and we run some natural language processing algorithms on all of that to calculate kind of semantic distance. And then we use that to make the suggestions to the user. And then, of course, we watch what the user does, and then we learn from it to refine and make the, uh, make the suggestions better for next time. Wow, Rob, that certainly is both impressive and inspiring. I like the, the intelligent mapper and your wing, wing person there. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to The Art of Automation with guest Rob Nicholson, IBM Distinguished Engineer and CTO for our APIs and integration business in IBM. All right, we started this podcast starting with a little quote saying, you can't automate an enterprise unless that enterprise is programmable through APIs. Well, Rob shared some real interesting points. The way I read it is he said, you first need to do an API roundup, urging us to get all of our APIs of all types into a catalog so that they can be used by automation. That sounds like good advice. Rob also talked about an approach uh, here as a continuum from RPA at one end through no-code, low-code integration tools, all the way up to powerful specialized integration tools and how we have to focus on when and where to use these to solve the right problems. I like that. And of course, Rob gave those great examples around AI and how AI can help you discover, help you map, uh, use APIs to create intelligent workflows across your system. So very cool. Well, that's it. And once again, I'd like to thank you, Rob. Oh, thanks very much for having me. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks. Yeah. And also thank you all for listening. And again, this is Jerry Cuomo, IBM Fellow and Chief Technology Officer of Automation at IBM. And see you again on an upcoming episode.